Welcome to Lock Sports Cast, your weekly source for Lock Sport News. This is episode 85, recorded January 15th, 2022. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, Oz Seccon cites down what is social engineering, what happened to the Ilco Key Blank book and other interesting videos, lock picking on Steam, speed record to 100 subs, a lock sport story, padlocked buttons in an elevator, Canadian chocolate heist, and other criminal stories, sales giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at theloxsportscast.com. If you don't already have one, you can find a podcasting app at newpodcastapps.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube or Odyssey. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. YouTube and some apps limit the length of show notes and the amount of links I can put in, but you can always find full show notes with all the links at theloxsportscast.com. And then just add a slash in the episode number and it'll take you right to it. Just a reminder, Lucky Award nominations are open now through the end of the month. Uh, Been moving pretty slow so far. I know I haven't been doing a good job of promoting it on social media, but I really have very few nominations. I think there are a couple categories that don't have anybody nominated in them. So please head over to LuckyAwards.net or LuckyAwards.com. They both point to the same site. Let me know if you have any problems with being able to nominate people. and. Get those nominations in. Thanks. First up in the news, iFisk shared a story called What is Social Engineering? Human Hacking in 2022 uh, on Cloud Wards, written by Fergus O'Sullivan. I'll read the intro to the article so you can derive from that whether it's something you're interested in checking out further. It says, Social engineering is an odd term, but one that pops up more and more in the media. Oddly enough, it perfectly describes what it does. Namely, manipulating people into giving up sensitive information Let's go over how it works. Social engineering is the new buzzword, it seems. Articles keep popping up about its dangers and how to keep yourself safe from the people behind it. Look again, though, and you'll quickly realize that, for one, it's nothing all that new. For another, protecting against it is a matter of common sense. Key takeaways, social engineering is pervasive and can be found in all kinds of forums. The more you try to define it, the harder it becomes to pin down. Think of it as a way to get information without anybody knowing about it, and you're probably well on your way to understanding what it is. Social engineering can affect both individuals or businesses, though the forums they'll encounter will differ greatly. There's no foolproof way to protect against social engineering. All you can do is remain alert and vigilant to minimize your chances of falling victim. In this article, we'll go through what social engineering is, the most common forms, and how you can best protect yourself against it. We'll try to do so without being too sensationalist. Though, at the same time, we want to make one thing clear, social engineering is a real thing that could, if used by the wrong people, cause real damage to you and your business. I will have a link to that article, of course, in the show notes, if you're interested in learning any more. And Pocket Woman sent in a link to a cool video on YouTube called Box with Combination Lock Turkish Seljuk Dynasty AD 1197. The description of the video says Turkish Seljuk Dynasty period box with combination lock AD 1197. The lock consists of four two-level dials that create an eight-digit code. The box is made of leaded brass over wood with silver, gold, and copper inlay. 
On the front plate, there are three guardian figures in high relief inscribed with the date 593, which transcribed to our modern dating becomes 1197 AD. The box is 11 by 22 by 16.7 centimeters. So that got me curious and I searched out a little more about that type of box and turns out that there is one, or at least the top of one, at the David Collection Museum in Denmark. They call it Fragment of a Box with Combination Lock, Cast and Hammered Brass, Inlaid with Silver and Copper. That one they say is dated 597, which would put it in 1200 or 1201 AD. They say this combination lock is the work of an astrolabe maker and dated 597. At around the same time, the mechanical genius Al Jazari described a similar lock in his book of ingenious mechanical devices. The combination lock must thus be common property, a scientific invention whose origins can be traced back to the Mediterranean cultures of antiquity. The four double dials, each of which can be set in 16 positions, allows for 4,294,967,296 combinations. When the right combination is entered, it releases the inner metal plate, which is attached both to an external handle and the locking mechanism itself. And if you go onto that site, the link in the show notes, this one has a good high quality picture of both the outside where the dials are and the inside where the combination wheels and mechanism are. So you can get an idea of exactly how this worked. Looks like the they've got it on a box that's not the original box. So how the locking mechanism interacted with the actual box, we don't get to see. But you can get an idea how the combination lock itself worked. Pretty ingenious for its time. We have an article here called Warning Issued About Worrying New Technique Used by Burglars to Break into Homes. This was in the Manchester Evening News, written by Saima Akhtar. I'm probably pronouncing that terribly. Anyway, the article says that a locksmith has been issuing warnings about a new crime method used by burglars in Greater Manchester. The burglars are using blowtorches to damage and snap off door locks and gain access to properties. Manchester locksmith company Locksmith L&E Limited has seen several cases of the burglars blowtorching and snapping locks. The company director Elizabeth Johns is urging people to be aware of the trend after an attempted burglary at one of the properties of their customers, which was unsuccessful because they had one of the snap-proof locks, by the way. She says the reason intruders use blowtorches is that they are trying to remove the handle from around it so they can get a good grip on the lock to snap it. On standard locks, once the lock snaps, the door will open. So it's all about getting access to try and get a good grip on that lock. She also says that snap-resistant locks would not allow intruders to open the doors, like the one on her customers. She continues to say that what that means is that the lock on the door will still be damaged, but the intruders won't have gained access to the home. And the article continues to say, Additionally, Elizabeth debunked a common misconception about how intruders enter properties. She explained, usually people say if intruders want to get in, they would smash a window. But actually, they wouldn't smash windows because that makes a lot of sound and it's alerting people. Normally, people who have been burglared come downstairs in the morning to see that it's already happened because the thieves are trying to make as minimal sound as possible by using these methods. Uh, And I'm going to 
disagree. That that is very dependent on where you're located and the particular criminals type of crime, the neighborhood you're in. Because as I've shared on the show before, quotes from burglars themselves that they prefer to go to the back of a house and smash a small window to get in. The thieves in San Francisco drilling holes in garage doors to get access, not quiet methods. So it all depends on the situation, the house they're trying to get in. If you have a secluded backyard, you're likely to get a window smashed out, I think. If not, they may be looking for a quicker way, but I don't think this blowtorch method is very inconspicuous if you're in a place where somebody could see you. Like I said, all depends on the situation, where the house is located, and what the burglar's preferred technique is. And Cherell tweeted out on Twitter, tagging OzSecCon, I believe, that their websites are down. Both OzSecCon.com and OzLockCon.com appear to both be down. That was tweeted on January 9th, and it is currently January 15th, and I still don't see any signs of life at those two sites. And I don't see any reply from the OzSecCon account to his tweet. So hopefully things are okay over there and they're not, or they haven't closed their doors or something. So I guess we'll wait and see. And Snow has posted what appears to be the second public pick of the Fichet 787 interior cylinder. I really love these Fichet mechanical designs. They are so unique and diverse in their mechanisms. And this one is no exception. And it's the only style of fichet lock that I have ever actually seen and held in person. Uh, I don't own one, but I was handed one to look at one time. And I'm certainly impressed with anyone that can uh, manage to pick that. It looked very, very challenging. It has a way of restricting some access, and it's a press-in to activate the locking mechanism. Not a not a normal key as uh, as we see them. So definitely a fascinating mechanism and a challenging one to pick so way to go snow and over on the key picking discord zio i think that's how that's pronounced put up a post saying that they are starting to migrate some of the best threads from keypicking.com to channels in the discord the information is going to be posted in channels that nobody will be able to add to it looks like but we'll provide a redundant copy of the information between Discord and keypicking.com for the important threads. So anyway, I thought that might have been newsworthy when I saw that. Over on Twitter, Jen Willem CCX started a thread and it said, I was gifted this safe and I want to take a moment to analyze some vulnerabilities. In this thread, I'll ignore the lock, electronic attacks, and destructive methods. And in the thread, there are several photos and some video clips that highlight ways to exploit gaps to access mechanical and electrical components and to get access to the safe and its contents. I thought it was a an interesting thread and definitely worth sharing with the rest of you. Link as always in the show notes. CLK Supplies on YouTube posted a video, Key Blank Book, What Happened? So what happened to the most used key blank book in the industry? The Ilco key blank directory is currently not available to be purchased, and we've all been wondering why. PJ brings Brandy with Ilco on and together to discuss the future of the Ilco key blank directory. So if you've been wondering why you can't purchase one, 
your questions will be answered in that video. And if you don't already subscribe, there's a link in the show notes. Oh, back over on Twitter, Beanie A to Z, or good guy, shared a link to a video called I Turn a Stainless Bolt into a Combination Lock. And that was by My Mechanics on YouTube. And the description says, in this video, I'm turning a stainless steel bolt into a nice little combination lock. I was always fascinated by those antique combination locks. I really liked the design of them. A few years ago, I bought one from eBay, but it turned out to be a cheap fake copy. I was really disappointed. Well, if I can't buy one, then I'll make one myself. It was quite a challenge to get all the parts done and fit together, but the end result speaks for itself. I'm very happy with how it turned out, and I'm glad I made it. Anyway, link to that in the show notes. It really did. It did turn out very, very well. It is a beautiful looking lock. Very well machined. If you're into making stuff or watching people make stuff, check it out. And I got a note from Tiger Trav. Said, Dr. Locke, Australian locksmith, just dropped a cool little video on how a builder key system works. I'm sure some people in the community may have come across a cylinder with a secondary row of holes and not understood the significance of it. The video is called Self-Changing Lock Setup, Four Different Keys in One Lock by Dr. Locke on YouTube. The description says, this key cylinder can change the key combination four times, and each time the key before it will no longer work. So if you've ever been interested in the idea of builder keys or construction keys, and maybe even multi-level versions of that, then check out the video by Dr. Locke on YouTube. Jeff Moss tagged me about a video that uh, Night Owl had shared called Five Differences between Schlage Primus RP and Primus XP, and that is on the Schlage Security YouTube channel. And watching the video, it looks like ultimately it all comes down to one side pin that requires an extra clearance and an extra notch cut out of the side of the key to create the clearance for that extra tall pin. Um, looks like it's just a way to create a new blank for key control purposes, for the patent purposes. And it looks like... If you didn't have the right blank, you could probably use a Dremel or something similar to turn an XP blank into an RP blank. But I will have a link to the show notes if you want to see for yourself if I missed something, if there's something special to that. But I don't see anything that would add to pick resistance, just simply a key control feature, basically extending the patents into 2029, I think they said. And a video I thought I'd share here by Alexander Mundy on YouTube called Running Wheel 3 of a Four Wheel safe lock manipulation tip says while running wheel three of a four wheel safe lock it occurred to me that many people newer to manipulation of safe locks might not be aware that they do not have to dial the complete combination only the wheel being run and any past it in the combination so in this video i show you how to do it and it's just a quick tip i know a lot of you who manipulate safes already know this stuff but maybe somebody who is new to manipulation may not have picked up on this little tip that you can just set the wheels that need to be set. It's actually one of the tricks you use in a uh, robot safe dialer to speed up the dialing. You don't have to redial the combination every time. You just set the wheels that need to be set. The ones that need to be changed. Moving on to products. HV Logic pointed out that the Museum of Mechanics lockpicking is now on Steam. He says, looks like the Museum of Mechanics has been expanded and is now sold on Steam. This was a free download at one point, but from the screenshots, looks like it is much larger now. So if you are interested in playing some 
lockpicking simulations. I will have a link to the Steam store listing for that in the show notes. And then iFisk shared this one on Twitter. Called, it's a site called Padlock Presents. The gift-getting experience they'll remember forever. The site says that each Padlock present is about a 15-minute gift-opening experience. The gift-getter will have to use the envelope, card, wrapping, and trinkets to solve a set of puzzles to reveal the secret code to unlock the treasure box containing your gift. The gift giver has a hint and answer guide to help and act as game master. Imagine sending this gift to your faraway loved one and they have to FaceTime you for hints to unlock their gift, getting lasting memories for both of you. And then they say that the box is good for gift cards, membership or subscription receipts, jewelry, candy, love notes, etc. It is. 2.36 inches by 2.36 inches by 3.54 inches in size. They can quote for larger box if needed. And in all honesty, it is one of those very simple four-wheel combination locks that I'm sure any locks border you gave it to would have open in a matter of seconds. But could be a fun way to package uh, a small gift send out, although I think it would be fairly expensive as the boxes range from $30 to $50. And when you add on shipping, both to you and then out to the the person, probably going to be fairly expensive. And Lockpickers United belts this week, we have Rue1 has earned purple belt. So congratulations, Rue1. Very well done. And we have a black belt announcement that I've been waiting for a while to do. So I'm just going to read it as it was written on Lockpickers United. For anyone who doesn't know PandaFrog, he has been a valuable contributor to our Locksport community, having collaborated to bring us many websites and technical tools such as speedlocks.org, challengelock.com, and the multi-pick lottery win tracker, the LPU raffle tracker, the Locksport cast Locky Awards, 1 million Scoville Club, and the list goes on. He has also shown his accomplishments in impressioning and picking the EVA 3KS and Fache Bausch M2I. For his achievements, it is my great honor to present Pandafrog with the rank of Black Belt. And yeah, I've been waiting for a while to announce that one. Uh, one clarification I do want to make. The Lock Sportscast Locky Awards last year was, the website was all Pandafrog. That went very smoothly. He did an excellent job of working that. This year, it's not going quite as smoothly, and that's all my fault because I took over and created my own site. Probably was a mistake. But anyway, um, so any problems you have this year are not his fault. He's not running it this year. That's all on me. But uh, thank you for all your help, PandaFrog, with uh, everything you've helped me with in the last few years. I really, really appreciate it, and congratulations on your black belt. And speaking of PandaFrog and speedlocks.org, PandaFrog posted over there that they have a new record for the Master 575 by C. Glassy in 4.208 seconds. So, quick pick there. Congratulations, C. Glassy. With that, it's time to say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. Start with the Patreon subscribers. We have PandaFrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, Williams Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Lebon's Locksport, Jenny. Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons and a Coat, Sherelle, 
Patty Cakes, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cool Tune, Mog, John Locke, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lock Picker, JHP Picking, Bare Bones Lock Picking. For content producers for this episode, we have the chief content producer for this episode is going to be Cherell again. He stepped up quite a bit this week. Other content producers are Beanie A to Z, aka Good Guy. HV Logic, iFisk, Jeff Moss, Joshua Gonzalez, Michael Gilchrist, Mr. Black Magic, Night Owl, Panda Frog, Picksmith, Pocket Woman, Rubber Band, Snow, Tiger Trav, Tony Varelli, Zio, and Zlocks.ca. Thank you to everyone who contributed to this episode. I really, really appreciate it. You are what make this show possible. So if you value this podcast, please keep supporting it by sending in your news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that you think the Locksport community should know about, send it in to either podcast at thelocksportscast.com or any of the other methods that you find listed at thelocksportscast.com slash support. Don't forget to share the podcast with your Lockmink friends, leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, or a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube or the equivalent on Odyssey. You can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app, the YouTube channel, or Odyssey, or all of the above. If you really want to, you can donate on PayPal or subscribe on Patreon. The only real benefit patrons get is being mentioned here, as well as getting a private RSS feed that gets on the episode about a day early if I finish it on time. You can go to the locksportscast.com slash support to find out more. If you do support the show with the donation or information that I use in the episode, I will give you a credit in the show and in the show notes. And uh, thank you again for all of your support. Just a reminder, I am still looking for Locksport stories. Anything you have that has to do with your journey in Locksport or something interesting that happened in the community that shows the community spirit or something that happened to you in private life because you happen to be into Locksport, feel free to share it with me. Go to locksportscast.com slash contact for multiple different ways to get a hold of me. You can also go to locksportscast.com slash contact for feedback. Feedback can be confidential, or I can share it in the show. Your choice. You're welcome to spit either a note, video, or audio recording if you want it shared on the show. Just remember to keep it reasonable length, polite, work family safe, not political, and not just drama. And I will work it in to the show somewhere. Quick mention on the state of the podcast. I know things have been a little rough around the edges lately, and I apologize for that. But like I said, I've been very, very busy at work. Looks like next week we should have our full complement of staff in my department, at least at work. So my workload should drop a little bit and I hope to get caught up on some of the stuff I need to get done on Lucky Awards and the podcast. And I appreciate everybody's patience with all of that. So thanks. So for our Locksport story this week, we have something sent in by Picksmith. He called it the story speed record to 100 subs. And he says, I have a story of our community that happened on Monday to share. I don't really know how to begin, so here it goes. It was another start of a week, and I was on the Discord server Challenge Lock Lair, and a few of us got to talking about subs for YouTube and giveaways. HV Logic had just posted his 100 Challenge Lock giveaway video, and it got us to wondering what it would be like to have 100 subs and what we would give away. Harry Bow then chimed in that if he were to do a giveaway, he would have to do it in the groups because he doesn't do videos on YouTube. Harry said, I have a channel and about 20 subscribers, but there's nothing on it, LMAO. If I get 100, I'll do a really good giveaway. I have to digress here for those who don't know Harry. 
Harry Bow is, in my opinion, the best contemporary challenge lock builder of our day. He is an expert custom lockpick maker, and he can seriously pick. He shares his knowledge, wisdom, and humor in a couple of Facebook groups and recently joined the CL Discord server. Those who have been graced with a package from him know his generosity goes over the top. Those who have had a chance to pick his challenge locks know either the glory of a tough lock or the frustration of a lock that is past their picking level. Harry revels in these successes and loves to hear when his lock defeats a picker. His pinwork is as beautiful as it is horrifying. I have had the pleasure of all the motions from his gifts and CL monsters, plus there's pleasure of the ongoing friendship and conversation over the last year. Back to the story. The people in the channel wanted to subscribe to his channel, so I posted it there for them. Having been the recipient of two of Harry's packages, any package he made would be just amazing. His packages usually include unusual and high-end locks, challenge locks that he has built, a custom pick or two, and sometimes pick-making supplies, and once a British flag. So I suggested let's do a sub-drive for him to get him to 100 so he could make that package. He didn't believe that he would get to 100 for a channel with no content. At 1.05 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, the clock started. Postings in Facebook and Discord were sent out with full disclosure. This was for Harry Bow and his YouTube channel with absolutely no content and a snapshot of Harry's declaration of a good giveaway. The response was instant, and over the next few hours, we watched the count grow, laughing at what we had started. Logan is on Discord, asked, who is Harry Bow? Peace Weapon, who was helping and watching the count, countered back with ignorant peasants. And HV Logic is quoted, who is Harry Bow? Logan for shame. By this time, the count was up to 65. It was time to send out a posting on Reddit. And I thought maybe we could get a story on the Lock Sportscast for the quickest from 20 to 100 subs story. Harry commented that we were all mad, and we said only the good kind of mad. The count pushed past 70 now, and Gravity Karma commented on the Reddit post, go here and subscribe. It'll improve your picking skills by 37.68%. And Sir Paradise chimed in, this is why I was able to pick the unpickable Yema 750. Subbed and locks just started opening. It would be cool if his channel reached a large number of subs with zero content. Maybe we were going mad, but the enthusiasm soon swept that thought aside. Comments were coming in now, and one said, I feel like I'm about to get catfished or something subscribing to a channel with no content, lol. I trust you though, Kurt. Another said, It's Harry's OnlyFans page, really. At 4.31, it was marked, and in only 3 hours, 26 minutes, we had reached our goal. We were ecstatic and laughed like little kids again. Gravity Karma is quoted, It's amazing what a bunch of enthusiastic idiots can do. Moon UA asked, So now that it's done, why were we doing it in the first place? Mick777Oz responded with, Just for the love of community here. And Kwaki Karma asked, Now can we get him to 200? LOL. And I chimed in with, That's next week's project. The outpouring of this community's support is generous and so heartwarming. Every day, the help and information from our members reminds us of why we started our journeys into the sport and how we arrived today. We support each other in our endeavors, triumphs, and heartbreaks. We vow to use our knowledge for the betterment of the sport and to do the right thing. 
I may have thought you were a bunch of crazies when I started, but now I proudly call you my family. A really dysfunctional family, but one that enriches my life on a daily basis, and I will do what I can to help and promote everyone. The following day, Harry's subscriptions had reached 131, and I pondered on what we had done. It brought a smile to my face, and I want to say thank you to everyone who contributed, joined, and supported the madness of the idea. Peace Weapon commented, Harry Bow must be hiding now, not knowing what to do, lol. And Harry replied, lol, not hiding. I'm just shocked. Been making picks all day for the giveaway. I know he was stunned to know that those of us who know of him and his work respect him enough to follow him, and Harry's word is a promise. A Harry 100 sub giveaway is in the works, and the launching video will be on my channel when the package is ready. A picture of the first custom pick that will be part of the giveaway was shared today across the platforms. This will be a worldwide giveaway. Details are being worked through and stay tuned. Happy New Year, Pickaholics. Kurt Kiffman, aka Picksmith. And he provided a link to Harry's channel if you want to join the Harry Army and support not only a master, but a really great guy. So I will have a link to that channel in the show notes if you want to check it out. It looks like as of this recording, he has reached 151 subscribers. And yes, I'm subscribed. For our strange lock story here this week, we have a story I Fisk shared, and his version was from thesun.com. I also found another from Lad Bible, and I kind of took the details from both. So a woman finds padlocked buttons in a lift, or as us in the USA, an elevator, sparking fears of chilling secret floors. There was a lot of drama written into the Sun story, especially, but a little even in the Lad Bible story. Um, But the details are Mrs. Wu said she discovered bizarre fastenings in a rarely used service elevator in Yancheng, China. She took some footage of inside the rundown lift showing hinged metal covers crudely welded and riveted onto the panel, which would prevent people from traveling to certain floors. The majority of the call buttons in the lift were covered by metal flaps, which were then bolted shut with rusty padlocks. The button to travel up to the fifth floor was entirely covered by the metal flap and was still locked so that it could not be pressed. She also noticed that the number two and number three had flaps that could be locked, although at the time they were left open and accessible. Only the number four and first floor appeared to be available at all times. Miss Wu explained, as for the specific situation, I don't know what it is. It's the first time I've seen a, quote, locked elevator, despite taking elevators for so many years. So to me, it looks like they just were working on a cheap way of restricting access to floors. No elevator tech needed, just a padlock and a welder or rivet gun, possibly for security reasons, possibly because maybe those floors, something was wrong with the, the, the elevator access to those floors and it was dangerous and they decided to just lock them out till they could get somebody in to fix it. I don't know. Um, but don't try this in the U.S. or you're likely to end up with some serious code violation fines. Moving on to some criminal news. This one is not technically lock related, but since we had covered previously the butter heist and we know there had previously been a maple syrup heists in Canada, this week we have a story that says 
100K worth of chocolate stolen from Norfolk County business. Reported by CTV News, Max Martin says provincial police are investigating after $100,000 worth of Hershey and Ferrocher chocolate was stolen over the weekend. Norfolk County OPP said unknown suspects attended a business on Victoria Road in Charlottesville on Saturday and proceeded to remove a transport truck and trailer full of chocolate. According to the release, the transport truck has since been located in the Peel region, but the trailer and chocolate are still outstanding. <laughs> Anyone with information is asked to call police or Crime Stoppers. Somebody is having a great party. We've got maple syrup, butter, now chocolate. Sounds like they're catering criminal weddings or throwing a big party somewhere. I'm not sure what's going on, but <laughs> seems to only be reported in Canada. The next story is a band driver jailed after leading police on high-speed chase in stolen car. This is from the Bolton News. It says Matthew Towler reached speed of 100 miles per hour and traveled on the wrong side of the road during a pursuit from Little Halton to Tildesley. When arrested, police discovered 15 car keys and a device for cloning car keys in the vehicle being driven by the 41-year-old. A lockpick was also discovered in the car. Officers gave chase when they spotted Teller's Ford Fiesta traveling at high speed at 1.30 a.m. on November 25th last year. Teller continued to increase speed while being pursued by the police, reaching speeds of up to 100 miles per hour and traveling on the wrong side of the road. At one point, Towler drove 90 miles per hour in a 20 mile per hour area, eventually clipping a curb on Elliott Street and coming to a stop. Towler left the vehicle, but officers gave chase and arrested him close by. Detective Sergeant Daniel Worthington of GMP Salford's Organized Crime Unit said the vehicle was then checked on the police national computer. The registration that the vehicle was displaying was not linked to any vehicle. However, from checking the chassis number, it was discovered that the vehicle had been stolen on November 22nd without keys. Further PNC checks show that Towler was a disqualified driver. Towler drove at excess speeds through narrow streets and his reckless actions could have easily resulted in a serious collision. He was sentenced to 30 months behind bars at Manchester Crown Court after pleading guilty to dangerous driving, driving while disqualified, handling stolen goods, and going equipped for theft of a motor vehicle. That one didn't pay. He was definitely equipped for stealing motor vehicles. 15 keys, cloning device, and lockpicks. So, sounds like he was planning on making a career of it. Moving on to sales. We have the ongoing sale currently at Barebones Lockpicking. Prices are discounted on the site, and you just look for the little sale icon in the corner of the image. And HooliganKeys.com has 15% off with the code MAKE2022BETTER through January. So check it out at HooliganKeys.com. Over at Matt's Lockpick, he's still having a sale on custom picks. I don't know when that's supposed to expire, but it appears that it's still going on right now. 3dlocksport.com, 10% off with the code LSCAST10. MakoLocks.com, 15% off with the code BUYMAKO. UKLockPickers.co.uk, 10% off with the code GIFT. 
for giveaways this week. Panda Frog has the hashtag SpeedABus giveaway running. The rules are speed pick any lock and submit it to speedlocks.org team. A valid speed pick will give you one entry. You can only get one entry. Use the hashtag SpeedABus in the video title. And the current end date for the first part of the giveaway, which has been extended, is January 31st. He needs 10 entries to be able to proceed to part two of the giveaway, where those 10 people that got in will have to speed pick in ABIS 6520 that he will send everybody. So if he doesn't reach the required 10 people, he will extend the giveaway again by a month. So if you have any interest in trying to pick fast, head over and check out the Pantafrog Speed ABIS giveaway. Looks like Locksport Viking is doing a 100 sub giveaway, the hashtag Locksport Viking 100. Uh, entries are due by February 13th, 2022, but that date could change, it says. Looks like there's going to be several prizes and they will be, and the winners will be able to choose their prizes based on first, second, or third place draw. Looks like you have three options for entering for a maximum of total of five entries. For one entry, use the hashtag LockSportViking100 in the title of your next video. For two entries, just do the same thing, but also mention the giveaway in your video. For five entries, all the previous stuff still applies, but I also want you to go wild, be creative. The best part of giveaway entries is seeing what people come up with. So as long as I can see you're making an effort, however great or small, in whatever family-friendly manner your creativity takes you, I'll give you five entries. So you can head over to the link in the show notes to check out that giveaway. Mr. Black Magic has the hashtag LockMagic500 giveaway. Rules for an entry. You have to be a subscriber of the channel. You have to share the giveaway on social media. You have to post a nice comment in your favorite video on his channel. You have to publish a video on YouTube of you single pin picking a five or more pin lock you have not picked before on camera. And you have to hold a deck of playing cards with at least 52 cards five regular-sized dice, and one coin in your picking hand during the whole picking process. If you drop something, you have to start picking over. There will be one entry per person and a bonus entry if you open the lock in less than 30 seconds. Time starts when the pick enters the keyway. You have to put the tag hashtag LockMagic500 in your video title and link this giveaway in your video description. The winner will be chosen by a random drawing. Giveaway will run through February 20th and shipping to be covered by the winner. But he's got some really cool prizes included in that one. So definitely worth checking out. Head over to his channel. Link will be in the show notes. And Michael Gilchrist is doing the hashtag Norlin 800 subscriber giveaway. How to enter, make a video and pick a lock in it. Mention the hashtag Norlin 800 giveaway in some nice way and include hashtag Norlin800, exact spelling and spacing, in the title of your video. And he's got some very high-end locks to give away in that giveaway. So if you're into the high security picking or you think you're up for the challenge, head over and check that out. Again, link in the show notes. And of course, there's always the CLK Supplies hashtag LockBoss giveaway that runs every week. They are a locksmith supply company, so they always have some great gifts to give away. Check them out if you're interested. 
Remember, this podcast needs your support, so send any information you have that's Locksport related. Even if you don't think it's necessarily important, it might just be the bit of information that I need to put together an episode. And I want to thank everyone who has supported me and sent in information in the last couple of weeks. I have been extremely busy and limited in my time to work on the podcast, and you really have saved my butt. So I appreciate it. Remember to keep picking and keep it legal. Legal.